HVAC 360, episode number 32, FieldAware Software. Welcome back to another episode of HVAC 360. I am your host, Matt Nelson. Thanks for tuning in. Today, this episode starts a new series that I have, uh, fresh, uh, fresh from the floor of the AHR Expo. Um, it, I recently came back from Chicago from the uh, 2012 AHR Expo in Chicago at McCormick Center, which is a, uh, a, a really nice venue uh, for to have these things at. Um, So basically, what this one is, is it's going to be about field-aware software. I I got a chance to catch up with Carl Snyder, who's the VP of Marketing over there at uh, Field-Aware Software. And, uh, you know, I guess one of the the neat things about these series is you're going to have a little bit more background music. It's all taken on the floor show, uh, the uh, show floor. And uh, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like you're there. So... Uh, it was really neat to be able to meet Carl and all the people there in his booth. Um, the neat thing about that was is that uh, when you when you were there, uh, everybody was dressed up. You know, their their little gimmick was everybody was dressed up with a service tech shirt, so everybody had their name embroidered, you know, on on the uh, on the on the uh, patch there. And uh, so that, I thought that was kind of kind of neat with them. So I won't uh, belabor this any much longer. Uh, so, uh, we'll, uh, cut right to the tape with Carl. So here it goes. We're here on the floor of the, uh, AHR Expo here in Chicago. I'm here with, uh, Carl Schneider, the VP of Marketing for a Field Aware. How you doing, Ken? Carl? Good, man. How are you? <laughs> Good. Hey, now, can you tell me a little bit about, uh, what Field Aware is? Well, Field Aware, in a nutshell, is field service management software for small and medium field service providers. So, everyone from an HVAC provider to uh, pest control, uh, electrical, plumbing, what have you. Uh, We basically help those small and medium businesses optimize their business and squeeze more margin out of it by digitizing their workflow to eliminate the paperwork bottlenecks that are inherent in any paperwork uh, workflow, as well as giving them full visibility to their business, real-time visibility throughout every business day. Now, what are the typical the, the, the features that, that come with the FieldAware software that are built in? Well, the core features that most people are looking for are, number one, customer management. So the basic CRM functionality of being able to manage customers with multiple locations, multiple contacts is a possibility, and the ability to link those together in any way they see fit, as well as the basic work order functionality. So, again, most businesses have these paper work orders that they're paying printers to produce, they're buying in bulk or what have you, uh, and they're sending out in the field with their techs. Again, by digitizing that process, we've basically moved that to the computer. So in the office space, much more efficient population and management of those work orders, as well as uh, a digital signal right to their field techs, getting those work orders on their smart devices, such as Apple uh, mobile devices or Android mobile devices. Okay, so so they really they can use their their smartphones to mm-hmm. uh, manage this. Now, the the software itself is it a, uh, a you know a cloud based service? Is it absolutely an app? Is we're it, a full cloud based service and a full SaaS model. So there's no upfront costs associated with our app. That's just a low monthly fee per user, uh, and basically that gives the again the small and medium business the total flexibility where they don't have to commit to a ten or twenty thousand dollar installation upfront and hope they get the benefit out of it. Uh, basically, they're rolling on a monthly basis, seeing the value, seeing the return on investment every. Single month. Now, is there a minimum number of uh, no. 
seats or anything? No, like actually, that, we do not. Uh, again, so there are some providers in the marketplace that are offering SaaS solutions, a handful of them, and most of them have a, a three-seat minimum. We kind of feel like uh, our solution is beneficial even for a single uh, practitioner who's just trying to manage their business and keep it all in one spot. Uh, and so we've got a number of clients that are single-seat users. Now, is this a browser-based solution? or Right. So for the uh, office staff, typically they're working through a web browser. Uh, to, but you can access the full application on, let's say, a tablet device. You wouldn't want to do it from your smartphone, but you sure could from a tablet device. You can run the app straight from there. Uh, but most field uh, staff are using the, the mobile devices to just use our native mobile apps. The native mobile apps are uh, one for Apple and one for Android. Now, you have right now a basic, uh, your, your basic field service software. Um, do you have asset management? Actually, we've got uh, three things coming down the pike really quickly. Number one is asset management that's coming out uh, in February. Then we've got uh, inventory management coming out shortly after that, and the, right beyond that, the customer portal. So at this point, we've got, again, the core functionality for any field service provider around their customer management and their uh, uh, digital workflow for their business. And then in addition to that, there's a phenomenal reporting capability baked into the base product already. So for more, most uh, businesses, like our entire client base at this point, they're reaping a lot of value just from that. So as we get to asset management, uh, it basically just opens things up for us. The same with inventory management in terms of meeting more uh, of our customers' needs, uh, typically larger customers that need those kind of functionalities. But basically by the end of March, we've got that full product set. Now, when, you ha- when you're talking about the, uh, the different tasks, when somebody, you know, a field tech goes into the field, they have a certain number of things that they have to cover mm-hmm. uh, for, that, uh, for that piece of equipment. Um, I guess what sort of benefits are you seeing to the, uh, the customers uh, being able to do that? Well, again, uh, our core focus on is digitizing that workflow. We've created a very flexible process that allows uh, pretty much any user to set up the system uh, according to their needs. So whatever tasks they have down to a very granular level, whatever products they utilize, those can be put into the system. And then basically, uh, in order to streamline the process, uh, they're allowed to go in and set up bundles of tasks and associated products. So that basically, if you've got, for example, as you're saying, uh, maybe a 15-point service they do on a particular type of equipment every six months or what have you, they could go in and, and have those 15 specific things set up as tasks but bundle them all together as one task. When they're assigning a job, you just put that one task on the job, and it will expand to the 15 things the tech is required to do. And on his phone, he'll see each one of those individual tasks. Uh, if it's a required task, he'll have to mark that he's actually completed it. And if they're associated products, as he completes the task, it'll prompt him for which of those products were actually used in the process. So, again, it's, a, it's very flexible, and, and part of the reason being that... Um, we're, we're trying to meet, you know, uh, all the needs of a lot of different verticals as far as field service. Uh, and by creating the, the flexibility into the engine itself, we basically can recreate anyone's work order or any kind of a checklist-type process, as you're asking about. So you, you basically have the opportunity then, when you're developing these checklists, to uh, basically pull the, the, uh, the best and the brightest of your talent pool to say, okay, what, you know, when you go to a job, what do you do? And make sure that everybody, whether it be, you know, a, you know, a rookie, a apprentice, right. uh, all the way up to uh, you know a journeyman or a, a guy that, who's been there you know 15 years you Absolutely. all do the same thing and they have yeah, that consistency that's one of the things it's kind of a side benefit of our product uh, nobody really comes to us looking for that out of the box uh, but typically when we start talking about uh, this process of creating these standard tasks of bundle uh, including a little add-on and upsell pieces that can basically prompt the tech to look for opportunities to sell maintenance contracts or potentially additional products and services uh, that can be baked in 
they start to see that, oh, wow, I can actually standardize my service delivery by, as, as you suggest, uh, going to my most senior people and picking their brains for the standard uh, methods they use and the tasks they use to deliver specific services, baking that into the system so that basically everyone's getting the same list of tasks to complete, everyone's getting the same information, being asked to rec- uh, capture the same information, et cetera, uh, and basically building standards into their service delivery that before it just wasn't possible because you have, as you were discussing, uh, someone on one end of the spectrum in their, in their field staff that's got extensive experience and typically is a lot faster getting jobs done because they just know that much more. And the other end of the spectrum where there's somebody who's kind of junior in the field, you know, sort of a greenhorn that doesn't move that fast, maybe doesn't think about doing every single task that probably should be done. Uh, so again, an added benefit to using the FieldAware software is that standardization of service delivery. And that, that benefit is, is to some degree immeasurable. Now, these checklists aren't just, uh, you know, yes, no kind of things. You can actually add in, you know, whether it be model numbers, serial numbers, Absolutely. Uh, text fields. So you can prompt for specific data associated with a task. And the other thing you can do is uh, we do include a custom field functionality on various objects like the customer, the work order, the location, the contact, that sort of thing. So if your specific business has a need to capture information that uh, maybe your competitors don't capture, as an example, uh, you have flexibility to build that into the system. And then again, as you're saying, you could make that a required field on a particular task so that you're capturing additional information that, again, some other uh, provider may not, may not look for. Now, what about, you know, if you, if you see something in the field, you have a tech that says, you know, hey, you know what, I want to I be able to document what I see here before I fix it, before I, before I do anything. Is there a way to, to capture, like, a... a, a you know, like, yeah, actually, like pictures or photos. Right. Uh, the the broader term for that is called attachments, and uh, that's one of the features we have coming out uh, in March uh, as part of these other major releases that are coming over the next month or two. And basically, the attachment function now would allow them to uh, attach any kind of a document object. So that could be uh, particularly like a, a paperwork uh, form, a certification form. Maybe they have to deliver or maintain. Uh, or it could be photos, it could be a schema or some sort of schematic for a particular piece of equipment that wants, they want to go out with a job so the guy doesn't have to carry a book around or look something up at some point. Uh, any kind of attachment object, uh, and that functionality is coming very shortly. Good. Now, as, as far as, uh, you know, you, you're talking about regular, regular maintenance, uh, regular, uh, mm-hmm. regularly scheduled things. Um, now, is there going to be a, a, a method to, say, for instance, uh, you know, your runtime on, you know, the chiller is X. You mm-hmm. input that, you know, and, and it flags something to say, hey, you know what, maybe you need to replace the bearings. Yes. Is there, is there some sort of logic that, that is going to be yes, built into it? It's part of the uh, asset management uh, package that's coming out on top of our uh, Plus product uh, next, well, I guess, yes, it's in February. Uh, and that asset management basically allows you to track, you know, your end customers' assets and equipment uh, in any way you need to. So that's a, a, a minimally, you know, tracking serial numbers and warranty information, but specifically uh, potentially tracking things like their, their life cycle, uh, the MTBF for particular equipment, whatever it is. So, again, you could flag that as part of tasks associated with that equipment to check specific um, uh, readings on the mach- equipment or whatever, or the uh, hours on the machine, that sort of thing, and set up triggers around that to basically, again, prompt the tech to do the next right thing versus he doesn't think about it, leaves the job, and then you know two days later it fails because he, did, he didn't check that one specific uh, specification on that equipment. Now, are you able to, you know, thinking about field service, are you able to identify where people are at? I mean, is, has, it, has it gone to that, you know, GPS style? Absolutely. Kind of? That's one of the, you know, kind of inherent benefits of using uh, smart devices 
is that uh, pretty much any Apple or Android device, in fact, all Apple and Android devices have a built-in GPS functionality. We leverage that functionality to help the tech get to the next job more efficiently. Uh, and there's also uh, automatic tracking of job activities. So uh, the, the, the days of having to write down the amount of time they spent on a job uh, onto maybe the work orders and somebody's going to collect, but that's all gone because basically as a tech is going through his day, starting jobs, pausing jobs, completing jobs, et cetera, every time he changes the status on a job, it automatically captures by GPS location where he was when he did. So the system is automatically capturing these little timestamps uh, that can be then turned into timesheet data on the back end. So you can actually, somebody at the, at the, uh, who was the, the controller back of the office could actually see on a map you know, where at the, we don't have the mapping function now that would show them the whole thing throughout the day because you've got it's a lot of data to pump on there. It wouldn't right. really be very consumable. But the, the granular data is captured in the back end for reporting purposes. Mm -hmm. So uh, as an example, you could go through and, you know, every job that has an assigned address, that location where that job is taking place, it's got a GPS location, very specific, right? Uh, and basically the uh, software can check certain radius around that job and make sure that all the job activity uh, that was tracked, the changes in the job status, uh, it occurs within that certain radius within the given, uh, uh, within the specific job itself. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that answers your question, but well, I, I'm kind of—I I guess I'm kind of curious. Sometimes I've seen dashboards of, of, of different. Uh, you know, you're able to control your your field text. Say yeah, you so have there's, a, there's right now. So there is uh, map-based routing, uh, and that's one of the features that's coming out over the next two months. Um, I'm trying to think which one. I think that's coming with the uh, with the asset management actually, uh, and basically, what that would allow you to do is. Do your uh, your assignment, your scheduling, your dispatching based on you know the geographic map. So you would go in and say, here are all the jobs that I have scheduled. I haven't actually assigned them to people yet. I'm going to go through and do that dispatching based on the fact that we know you know Johnny, for example, is going to be in this particular territory today. Uh, so he's not a good fit for this particular job, uh, but I'll assign it to so and so because they are. And then beyond that, uh, the routing for the tech would be based on. You know the fastest route between the jobs. So instead of going from uh, job one, two, and three, it might be faster for them to do one, three, and two, right? In order of driving around the city to do those jobs. So that's coming uh, at the tail end of February. Excellent. So now it can people go and and, and see a demo of this product or what? what you know, how absolutely. Can, how the best way to get information is to visit fieldaware.com on the web. So that's f-i-e-l-d-a-w-a-r-e.com. Uh, and there's plenty of information there, and we're happy to do a custom demo for anybody on the fly whenever they want. Just give us a shout. We also have a free trial program. So if anyone wants to just kind of get in and play with the system some before they make any kind of commitment, we're happy to set you up with a, a production account and on a trial basis. We can get you through the training, get you up to speed, and basically prove the value to you. We can easily prove it to you within two weeks, uh, the value you'll get from the system. Uh, and then, you know, if you're ready to turn it live, we can go live at that point. Excellent. Well, I appreciate your time, Carl. And uh, any uh, any other last things that you want uh, people to know about the FieldAware product that we haven't already covered? I think, yeah, I think the main thing to take away beyond what we've already discussed is the fact that we are a startup. Our software has been in development for about two years, uh, but we've only been uh, had a market-facing you know office of any kind uh, since last summer. We really came to market in the October timeframe. And the real benefit of that is, yes, we are new, but uh, we're using the latest technologies specifically for the mobile applications that drives our entire architecture. So as opposed to uh, most of the other offerings in the marketplace that are hamstrung by the fact that they were originally potentially a Windows-based application or they've only ever been browser-based, 
um, they can't leverage some of the new technologies like the attachments, for example, on mobile devices because their underlying architecture can't handle that. Uh, because we're a startup, we're committed to adding that functionality uh, and basically building a platform that will serve the, the future indefinitely. And that's a big benefit for any small business who's about to make a commitment to go with automation, field service automation, and uh, you know, partner with a provider such as FieldAware that's basically going to be able to go with them for the long haul rather than potentially being, uh, you know, have shortcomings six or 12 months down the road. Sure, absolutely. All right. Uh, thank you, Carl. Thank you. And uh, Carl Schneider, VP of uh, Marketing at FieldAware Software. Uh, here at the floor of the AHR Expo, this is Matt Nelson. All right, and we're back. Thanks again to Carl Snyder for taking the time out of his busy schedule to sit down and talk with us a little bit about Fieldware software and what it does. You know, I, I kind of, you know, picking and choosing these uh, these different uh, vendors uh, to interview um, was, um, this year was a, a little bit easier. Uh, the one reason that I wanted to talk to Carl and sit down with Fieldware software, I know there's a lot of vendors out there that are selling this type of, uh, this type of service. Um, and I, th I think it's really critical, you know, I mean, if you, if you don't go with Fieldware software, uh, no big deal. I, you know, I really don't care. I think they have a great product and I think the fact that it's actually native on, uh, on this platform on, on the iPads and the Androids, and it's really built for this type of, you know, smartphone, um, smart tablet kind of market is really great because you don't really have to repurpose it and make this uh, square peg fit in a round hole. They've already done it for you. But, you know, it's, it's so critical. The critical piece of this, and I'm so glad they're coming out with the asset management uh, side of it by March 2012. Um, so depending on when you listen to this, you may have, it may be, it may have already been released. So, but it's, it's very exciting to be able to, you know, have that knowledge in your hands to be able to make those informed decisions about, uh, about equipment, about, you know, how your techs are, are going around and, and fixing things. Uh, you know, it really does have that quality control aspect, which is very exciting and very, very, very crucial. And it really, it really allows you to measure it. Uh, you know, there's, there's so much, you know, if, 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 you know, five of your 10 techs are going out there and spending twice as much time as the other five, you know, maybe there's some there's some training opportunities there uh, to be able to speed up that, uh, you know, uh, to be able to do that and, uh, um, you know, really uh, to, to, to get them into gear. And, you know, even after training, retraining some of those people, if it, if it doesn't work out, maybe that's a, a good indication that uh, uh, you need to make a, a personal change. I mean, as hard as that sounds, really, I mean, realistically, when you're dealing with these things, and this is all part of management, you really need to be able to make sure that everybody's pulling their weight. Uh, you're all there to make a profit, and, you know, obviously, you know, being the boss, that's, that's your main goal. Uh, you want to keep the you know, customer satisfied because you want to be able to maintain that profit. If you can't maintain that profit, then you're jeopardizing everybody else on the team. It's you know, the, the, the classic syndrome of, of you know, y y everybody has to carry their weight because otherwise you're going to drag, you know, drag the rest of the team down. Um, and if that you know, leads into you know, bankruptcy for, you know, or uh, you know, uh, putting, a, putting a company under, uh, that's that's just not smart smart management, and you got to make those tough decisions every once in a while. But back again, the fieldware software actually makes you uh, aware of those those types of things. You know, if somebody's lagging behind and he's just not he's putting in uh, you know you know uh, two times the amount of effort into everything. You know, maybe that's uh, maybe that's a problem. Um, maybe there's 
people who are, are, are following up and selling those, um, you know, secondary services, and you you just kind of lose those by the wayside. But when they make a note of it in, in, the, in the software, all of a sudden you can track that at the end of the year when you're doing some evaluation of your personnel. So that's, that's really handy to be able to have that and to be able to put that into some sort of database. Um, some people, you know, I, I don't think the paper systems are that efficient to be able to do that. And, you know, if you're using something like Excel or, or something other than that, you, it really takes a, a detailed person to be able to make that work right. And I think that, you know, Fieldware software actually brings that um, uh, awareness or the ability down to, uh, you know, gives that, gives that power, gives that, uh, uh, um, you know, enables the management uh, to be able to 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 be able to uh, know what their staff is doing, um, so you know, there there again, like I said, this is not the only software out on the market. And there's plenty of software that was actually uh, demoed there at the uh, the HR Expo. They actually had a own their own little alley uh, way there. But I know that you know Fieldware software again was uh, kind of a, a new kid on the block, like Evan was saying. And uh, all right, I did that again. You know, I. You know, I, I don't cut these things. Uh, I, I, I don't cut them up. And so you 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 know you called I I called Carl Kevin at the very beginning of the interview. And there it did again. So um, I I don't know why I wanted. Maybe he was a, a Kevin in the previous life. But Carl, I apologize for that. And uh, but you know, like like I said, Carl was saying that um, you know they're a new startup company and they really are um, you know working hard to to gain um, you know. Um, to, to work for people and help them out. Um, so they, they seem like a great bunch of great, great bunch of people over there at Fieldware Software. So if nothing else, go check out their website, uh, fieldware.com. I'll put the link in the show notes as per usual. Uh, so closing comments, if you have any suggestions, uh, if you have any comments, please you can email me at matt at buildingx.co. Or you can follow me on Twitter and uh, direct message me there if that's the thing that you want to do. And at buildingx is my Twitter Twitter handle. Uh, or if you just want to contact me uh, and connect with me on LinkedIn, that's fine too. Uh, Matt Nelson PE is the uh, is is how you're going to find me on LinkedIn. But you should be able to do a simple search and fish through all those Matt Nelsons and find out uh, which one is the real Matt Nelson that you want to be speaking to and connecting with. So I appreciate each and every one of you. It has been real great, and it was a really treat to go out to the uh, the McCormick Center and be able to uh, wade through all those different uh, vendors and talk to them for you. So I hope you know not everybody gets a, a chance to go out to the McCormick Center and the AHR Expo. So I just kind of wanted to kind of, you know, I did this with the 2010 Orlando show, and, and I got, finally got a chance to get back out there uh, to the HR Expo. Uh, thanks again to the HR Expo staff. They were very, uh, very great hosts. So, uh, Roger, I appreciate that. And uh, aside from that, uh, you know, just uh, let me know if there's anything that I can do for you or anything that uh, I could improve. So I was looking to get the high-quality content out for you, and I appreciate each and every one of you listening. So as always, remember, know what you build, and share what you know.